He came just for me. Isn't it like God to arrange a divine appointment? You know, living in the South, I love attending Wicca prayer. I don't know that it's very popular here in the West, but God always shows up when people get together in those offbeat moments, when it's out of the ordinary, when we must rearrange our schedules and make unusual sacrifices to come together to pray or listen to the spoken word. This podcast is not so much about what happened during the week of prayer, but the spiritual blessings I received from attending these services. The foundation of the messenger's message was taken from Matthew 23, 23, where it says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These are ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. You know, justice and mercy and faith are often left out of our Christian experience. And this is what God wanted us to know. On Tuesday night, the speaker spoke about the justice of God by reminding us of Moses at the burning bush. This story can be found in Exodus 3. Unknowingly, Moses was led by God to take his his father-in-law's sheep to the backside of a desert place, to the mountain of God, Herob, which means a dry place. Why? Because God meets us in our dry places. And when he has watered our souls, he sends us out to bring others to the same mountain to be watered by God. Interesting concept, wouldn't you agree? God instructed Moses to go and to get his people out of Egypt and to bring them to Herob to serve God upon this mountain. You can read that in verse 12. God sees how others are treating us unjustly and yes, how we may find ourselves treating others too. However, he hears our hearts cry and bids us to come to the backside of the mountain. Unless we can acknowledge that our Christian experience is dry, that we have been trying to quench our thirst with food or shopping and games and family and Facebook and cell phones and internet and TV, you name it. We continue to represent those dry bones Ezekiel spoke of, living yet dead. God is constantly bidding us to come to the well that never runs dry. Would you like to know what our biggest dry place is? It's unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will destroy the very bone marrow in our body where life begins. Satan knows that if he can keep us in that dry place of unforgiveness, refusing to be watered, he will work and pull us further and further away from God. So I challenge you, I challenge myself, as the speaker challenged us that night, to forgive to ask God to put in us his forgiveness, his love for that person, to give the injustice to God and let it go and live. Wednesday night, we learned that God extends his mercy towards us all the time. A beautiful example that can be found in the life of Joseph. Remember how determined Joseph's brothers was in their plot to kill him? Such rage was bottled up just waiting to be unleashed on Joseph. One day he's happy walking along. Life is good. 
he is sent on an errand for his father to locate his brother, to provide them with some provisions, and to bring back word how they were doing. Joseph is more than happy to do what his father bids, for Joseph loves his brothers. Yet the next day he finds himself on the way to Egypt, sold as a slave because his brothers changed their minds about killing him, they decide to sell him. However, one thing was for sure. They could no longer live with him, so Joseph had to go. Joseph would spend the better part of 20 or more years in Egypt. He would work as a slave. Next, he was sent to prison, and after faithful service through hardship and trial, God arranged for him to be chosen. He became prime minister of one of the most powerful nations at that time. His long-forgotten dream had come true. God exalted Joseph and set a table in the presence of his enemy. And in this new position, he would one day extend the mercy shown to him by God to his brothers. Joseph never forgot that God's hand steadied him through those lonely years in Egypt. The famine that raged the land was God's plan to not only bring about a reconciliation between Joseph and his family, but to bring in the future chosen people to one of the most fertile lands in Egypt. This forced Joseph's brothers to come to Egypt for food. Remember, Joseph was bringing provisions to his brothers long ago. Now they are coming to him unknowingly for provisions. Once there, and through a series of events, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, not in anger or revenge, but in mercy. Mercy is giving something to someone they do not deserve. When you read the story of Joseph found in Genesis, it's pretty clear that his brothers don't deserve mercy, yet they encounter this. Take a look at what we have done to God. We give him a hard time if it appears that he hasn't answered our prayers the way we want him to. Yet, the word of God tells us his mercies are renewed towards us every day. So as the song goes, morning by morning, new mercies I seek. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Is there someone you need to extend mercy to today? On Thursday night, we learned why faith is so important. Faith can manifest itself in the most unlikely places. For example, Peter is walking on water. The speaker shares that we like to remember and focus on Peter taking his eyes off of Jesus and sinking in the water. Yet Peter dared to do what the others in the boat wouldn't have even considered. He stepped out of the boat. Jesus had said, come. Is there something God is bidding you to do? Come, step out of the boat. Walk on water with Christ. And even if you take your eyes off of him for a brief moment, do what Peter did. Cry out, Father, save me. Jesus will stretch out his hands and pull you up just as he did Peter. On Friday night, remember the story of Gideon and his miraculous deliverance of the children of Israel from the Mennonites? You can find this story in Judges 6. Night after night, I sat and listened to the speaker deliver God's word, 
in his most powerful yet simple, humble demeanor. He shared his thoughts and experiences on what he believed was the foundation and groundwork of our Christian walk. So few people attended this week of prayer. One night I counted five people, and that included the speaker. I kept wondering, where are the youth? Where are the people? By Thursday night, it occurred to me that God had sent this speaker all the way from Michigan by way of Georgia just for me. Although I continued to pray that people would come out to hear this young man, a mighty valor for the Lord, I sat back, mind at ease, and allowed God to do what he came to do for me, to minister to my soul through this man. This experience, designed and arranged by God, has made a significant impact on my life. I will never forget God's demonstration of his love and care for me. God is doing the same for you. If we would just stop for a moment, we would see the many times God has sent his word to us. But the question is, how tuned in are we? Are we listening to the various ways he tells us and demonstrates his love for us and to us?